Welcome. I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast. Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business. Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly, the podcast. We are, as we always are, super excited to have you all with us today. And it is interview day, which, as everyone knows by now, if you've been listening to us for a while, is my absolute favorite. I love interviews. I love talking to people and hearing their personal stories and journeys and how we all really are interconnected. I think it is fantastic and something to keep in mind this time of year, you know, when we're all celebrating different holidays, we're all having different experiences, we're still connected in so many different ways. And um, I think that's just a fantastic thing to keep in the back of your mind. So before we introduce our wonderful guest today, I am of course going to say hello to my fantastical magical co-host Tova. How are you doing today, Tova? What's going on? Um, I am doing well, I am. Um, I mean, I feel like this year all, that answer is always grading on a curve. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm, I am, by yeah. the way, I'm never breaking the curve no. <laughs> at this time no. of year, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, you know, it's um, we're in the holiday season. You and I both have a kiddo that are celebrating their birthdays this week, yep. and so same um, day actually, which just explains yes. to everybody even more why we're meant we're meant to be Tova. Yeah, the same day. <laughs> exactly. We are meant to be. Um and so, you know, we're kind of just in the in the vibe, you know, we decorated our Christmas tree last night and that feels very festive and I I really enjoy the transition um that I'm experiencing which is the kids are decorating the Christmas tree. So mm. like I can help but, and, and actually I didn't normally in years past, I've gotten up early and like rearranged things. <laughs> and like this year, they really did a good job of like spacing. Right. And it's so, not all on one side of the tree. Yeah. And so, um, it's neat to be kind of like moving into that, that phase Definitely. Um, where we're doing things mostly together. Yeah, that is fun. Um, I am trying out a new lipstick today for anyone like interested l- look at us on youtube look at us that's such a weird thing to say uh subscribe to our youtube channel anytime as in today um no but i got this lipstick and i got it because there's a there's a relevant reason for this i got it because it reminded me of my grandmother who mm. used to my mom's mom and she would wear the biggest boldest craziest jewelry and bright lipstick my other grandmother only ever wore bright red lipstick which I think is fantastic um and I was like oh my goodness I'm like fading into the background in black and gray um (laughs) and so I was like okay grandma I'm gonna channel you and we'll see how it goes but she you know she I always think of her around Christmas she was just like one of those jingly people you know what I mean yeah well I love that and that's actually one of the reasons I love the Christmas tree decorating like we have new ornaments obviously we get some every year but my favorite ornaments I took my grandmother's old cookie cutters Mm. and just put ribbon on them that's cool and so they're ornaments I love that almost all the recipes we make this year at this time of year, the snickerdoodles, the peanut butter cookies. I always make her oatmeal cookies. I don't like her oatmeal cookies. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but you make them. I don't like, 
I don't really enjoy them. I don't think they're that good, but I make them every year. Sure. Um, and, you know, it, yeah. So I think that this time of year is really what you make of it. Um, mm. Like you said, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of ups and downs this time of year, celebrating yeah. different holidays, grieving mm -hmm. um, a variety of things in their lives. And, but, you know, you can really boil down whatever you want into like, Hey, wear the lipstick that makes you think of your grandmother. Make make yeah. the cookies, even if it's a bad recipe that makes exactly. you think of your grandmother. You know, trying so, to find the we talk about this all the time. Trying to find the joy in the the little things, even amidst you know, like lots of crazy things are happening in the world, and you know, it can be a really hard time. And but finding these joyful moments, I think, is key to our question of the season, which is how is your heart, yeah. and key to how we sort of support our heart in in moving forward well so speaking of that i think i, I want to talk to our guest i'm excited yes. to talk to our guest and um before we do the full introductions i just i want to share with everybody how i met our guest so over the summer as everybody knows um when i was diagnosed with breast cancer i was diagnosed and then it was like okay you've been diagnosed um but you're not going to meet with your surgeon for three weeks and so there was really nothing to do, but wait. And one of the things though, I decided that I was going to want to do, cause I did some research and I was like, I think there's a mastectomy in my future. Right. Um, I wanted to get photographs taken before the surgery. And, you know, you see on TV, there'll be maybe boudoir photos. And it was kind of something that I, I never wanted to do. Um, but I was like, maybe this is when we need to do it. Or you'll have like those like so long tatas parties or tata to the tatas, whatever. Right. And, and so I kind of had these ideas of things that I was going to do gearing up for this, but I didn't want to obviously do anything until the actual, um, until I met with the surgeon and the doctors. And so I re reached out to our guest. I reached out to a couple of photographers just to see if this is something they would be able to do and get pricing. And then um, lo and behold, I meet with a surgeon on August 8th and she's like, oh yeah, we have an opening for you next Wednesday. Yeah. So like I knew there was going to be no, you know, so long to the Tata's party or anything, but I needed to do something. And so I reached out to our guest and I said, who's by the way, is a photographer. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and I said, is there any way that I can get in? And she said, um, I'm off next week, but it's a staycation or I'm off these two days. And I'll come in and make it work. And so literally the day before the surgery, I took off. And in the morning, I got photographs taken, which I still haven't looked at. I don't know what I'm going to. Maybe after the holidays, I'll be ready. Um, which, by the way, she also gave me the space to say, I don't know when I'm going to be ready to look at these pictures. And then I had like appointments that afternoon to get ready for surgery. And that right. was my last day of having boobs, basically. And... Um, so it was really special and, and honestly, it was a very good moment for my heart mm. in the process. I think that, um, I didn't know how I would feel taking the photos and it was a very fitting farewell, right? I was able to kind of, I, I imagine the pictures, well, I'll get to see them again. Um, but also it made me realize how much of my femininity and sexuality and just who I am is not related to them. 
to my boobs. And so I, it was a very, very important experience. Um, And anyway, a large part of that is thanks to our guest. So I'm very excited that she was able to join us about on this topic of how is your heart? So I've talked now for a long time about me. Let me tell you a little bit of our guest. Um, She's a photographer and business owner uh, named Celestina Ando. Celestina is a contemporary portrait photographer with a book, boutique studio in Montclair. So just down the road from me, she's been published and featured in a variety of publications. She's won various local awards and internationally. um, She's had three photography exhibits. She specializes in magazine style portraits. So whether it's headshots, families, um, you know, senior photos, maternity, modern boudoir, which I got to experience. And she really loves working with clients who feel they aren't photogenic and helping them create and empower that experience. So she's amazing. Um, So I want to say welcome, Celestina. We are so happy you are here. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm I'm very good. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction and for sharing your experience, Tova. It it got me all emotional again (laughs) and just all different kinds of fields. And, uh, you know, it really meant a lot to me for you to put your trust in me and to um, come in, you know, and experience that for yourself. So thank you. And and thank you both for having me here. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) We are super excited to have you. I, um, I would imagine that as a photographer, you spend, you spend a lot of time in sort of quasi intimate settings with people, right? I mean, it's a very intimate experience to have your pictures taken, whether it's a boudoir experience or just, you know, a headshot, it can be very intimate because somebody's looking very closely at you. Um, and so what, what would you say? Well, before I get into this question, I have two questions. First of all, I want, we always ask everyone when we start out our interviews this season, how would you answer this question of how is your heart right now? Uh, my heart. So I feel like most people where we have, I experience still a lot of high highs and low lows, uh, depending on the day. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm going to be turning 48 soon in a few weeks. I know there's a few birthday celebrations happening this month. And yep. And uh, I feel like now that I'm over the past number of years, uh, I've gotten a little wiser and I feel like my heart is in a grateful uh, place right now. Um, Just really grateful for, for everything, you know, for all my loved ones, my health, being able to do what I love and um, yes, definitely in a space of gratitude. So, yeah. That I feel like a lot of folks who we've talked to who are in sort of our age range have that sort of response of like gratitude and um, comfort with themselves a bit more. And I always think back and I'm like, oh, goodness, wouldn't it have been wonderful to have had that feeling in my in my 20s where I was like, I'm so grateful and I'm so comfortable and all those things. Um, but of course, that's a part of growing, right? That's a part of life. Um, but the other question I wanted to ask you about and, and sort of dive into is what does the experience of sort of having this, um, I, I don't want to call it passing intimacy with other people, but it, it sort of is, you know, like you, it happens for a little bit and then they move on and go on with their lives. How does that impact your heart and your feeling about 
you know, the world and your life and, and who you are, does that, or does it? Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, every client that comes into my studio, everyone is, is always anxious, nervous, fearful, you know, they're all doing something completely outside their comfort zone. And especially with my boudoir clients and, um, you know, it, it is a very intimate experience. And I think, um, when it comes to boudoir, especially, you know, it's a very, um, it's a genre of photography that not many people understand very well. And I think, you know, it's been around for years. And I think back when it was more about creating these really beautiful, sensual images, um, where it was more about, you know, what people thought about the subject in the photo. And I think, you know, the photography has just really evolved, especially with, um, you know, a lot of the body positive movements that have been happening in the past 10 years. And it's more about how the subject, you know, identifies with themselves and how they value themselves and, you know, celebrate themselves. And so in a portrait session experience, um, you know, a lot of photographers now, they focus more on creating uh, these experiences for their clients. And, you know, it's a really a vulnerable space for a client to be in. And there are a lot of stories and things that are shared, you know, from subject to photographer and, and, um, uh, you know, it's a vulnerable experience and it's an opportunity for the subject to just kind of reconnect and you know discover their beauty and their power and their confidence and when they see their images when Tova will see her images you know it will be another um experience of being able to see yourself in a whole different light you know and um it's just a beautiful keepsake for my clients to be able to hold on to and also look at, you know, as a reminder of how they felt, how they felt and how they should feel, you know, kind of going forward. So, sorry, I think I went off on a tangent. No, but, no, uh, no, that's, no, that's fantastic. That's exactly <laughs> well, and, the point. And I'll just add, and I know, Riley, I know you have a question and I don't have a question, so I'll, I'll defer to you momentarily, but I'll just add that anyone who's listening, I highly recommend the experience. You don't have to have like a big surgery coming up. That's <laughs> going to change your body. Right. Um, and, and when I first went into it, I was like, I just want one photo. Like I just want one photo. And afterwards I was like, nope, I want the album. I want the whole album. <laughs> I want to be able to look at all these photos. And I also realized that once I get farther along in my process with reconstruction, I want to do it again. Um, after reconstruction, like once I'm quote, like finished or whatever to have that experience again. But I think that it is something that could benefit. I don't know how men feel, but any woman um, could benefit from the experience. And it, there doesn't have to be a wedding coming up or a big date or anything. If you just, if you have the, the time and the income, like do it because it was a really powerful experience for me. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Tova. I mean, I am personally, I'm terrified to do it, but that's exactly why I should, right? Like you, you know, allowing yourself to get in that sort of vulnerable headspace with another individual, another human is transformative to our journey in, in becoming, you know, more whole, more authentic people. Um, so I, 
I do want to ask a little bit more about this. How is your heart concept? And I know I'm sure Celestina, you're used to people being like, Hey, how are you? What's going on? Right? Like we all, we all get those questions all day long and often people don't want the actual answer, right? They just want to know that you're existing (laughs) and they're existing and you go along your way. So what do you think when you hear the question, how is your heart versus how are you? Like, how does it make you feel? Does it bring you back to any parts of your life? How, like, what does that impact have on you? Um, you know, it's, yeah, I've definitely never had anyone ask me, how is your heart? Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, we're always feeling different emotions day to day, different times of the day. So, um, I think, you know, my heart has been on this really, um, you know, interesting journey, um, because I've had a lot of different life transitions, you know, in personal and career. And, um, you know, some were more tumultuous and, you know, uh, chaotic at times, and sometimes more peaceful. And so um, if you asked me that question, you know, maybe five, six years ago, (laughs) I would have answered it quite differently. Um, uh, But uh, it's, I I just, I, I, yes, you know, especially with me being a little older and wiser, I think I'm just really trying my best, you know, to just manage my heart and, you know, and take care of myself. Um, so it, it's in a much better place. Yes. What does <laughs> that look like for you? What does um, taking care of your heart mean to you? Uh, so, you know, I, I think sometimes I just giving myself more grace, you know, I think when I first started my photography career, like it was, um, it's my second career. I, I made a switch from, you know, corporate accounting to photography and, you know, it was, uh, a really, um, tough time, exciting, but also really challenging time. And, you know, um, not everybody believes in you, not everybody supports you, not everybody, um, you know, it's, it's just, you're, you're, you have all these different kind of feels going on. And, um, I think, you know, I was also really tough on myself, you know, putting a lot of pressure on myself to get to X level to, you know, um, be able to do some of what my mentors were able to do. And, and so now I really try to now I'm in a different space where, um, you know, it's just okay, I don't need to be all the way up here. I don't I want to do things differently my way. I want to, you know, I can give myself some time off, you know, to um, just allow myself to rest and, um, you know, get re inspired and re energized so that I can continue to to provide the kind of service that I want to provide. So uh, it's just I, I do kind of little check-ins with myself, I guess, you know, and just try to um, make sure that I'm not, you know, that I don't go days, for example, editing late at night, or, you know, I just try to check in with myself and just make sure that I can take time for myself and not just be hustling all the time. So. Yeah, I think uh, Tova and I can certainly, um, relate to that experience as can I'm sure many of our listeners. Um, we do need to take a quick break when we come back. I want to talk to you a little bit about 
um, sort of a future looking, like how, how you see things going emotionally for you, like what, where you're aiming for in the next few years, but let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, Tova, you know what I love? Coffee, definitions, uninterrupted reading time. Okay. All of those things are true, but I also love maps. As in Siri, take me to the beach. Yeah. Also, as in, uh, who am I really and who do I want to be? Yeah, I figured that's what you meant, but I also have the beach on my mind, so... Well, we were talking about things we love, so that definitely makes sense. But the map I was thinking about is our Defining You course. Yes! We put together Defining You as a way to map where you are and how you want to live your life. So true. So many people struggle to find their purpose in a busy and noisy world. That's why we made Defining You, our course meant to guide you to creating your own mission statement. And there's good news. You can get it now on teachable.com. Find the link on our website at goboldlyinitiative.com backslash courses, or check out the link on our Instagram bio at goboldlytogether. We can't wait to see you there. Now, let's head back to the show. Okay, so welcome back to the show, everyone. Before the break, I was asking you, Celestina, a little bit about, um, it's a question I particularly like to ask people because we're all asked like, okay, do you have a five-year plan? Do you have a 10-year plan? Where do you want to be? Where do you like, and it's all very outcome driven. Um, I'm curious though, to know what sort of you would like to feel in a, in 10 years, what emotion are you hoping to sort of have be your overarching feeling about you, yourself, your life, your work, whatever makes the most sense to you? My long-term goal with my heart, I think I just want to feel at peace. I just want to feel happy. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's not really, um, the most interesting response, but I just, uh, I, you know, I, I've been on this journey where, you know, pursuing a career that, you know, was right for me at the time, but not anymore. And now pursuing a second career and, you know, just the hustle, uh, it's been, I, you know, I'm very self-competitive and and very much a workaholic. And I'm I'm sure many can relate to just having to multitask life, you know? And so um, I hope that in 10 years, as I get older, that um, things slow down a little bit (laughs) and I can be a little bit more at peace and not be worrying so much. You know, I I don't think, I don't know if that's really possible because life happens and there's so much more other things that, you know, happen that are outside of your control, but, um, just really to be happy. That's really my ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, so first of all, Riley and I can 100% relate. And it's really hard when you have a job that you love what you're doing because it's like, no, but I can stay up and edit photos because I love looking at this. And like, you're like, no, no, I need to sleep. Sleep is important. Um, But you talked about, you've mentioned a couple of times, and I know we talked about it um, during the, the shoot that you transitioned from this corporate accounting career to photography. And one of the questions that we love to learn from people is 
how, how do you, how do you make decisions? Like, how did you make that decision then? Was it your head making the decision? Was it your heart? Are they the same thing to you or combination? Like, um, how, how did you make that decision? And then, uh, how do you make decisions now? Um, so I guess depending on the decision, uh, sometimes I make decisions with my head, sometimes with my heart. I've done that a lot in my personal life, <laughs> in my younger years, <laughs> but I think with, um, a lot of big life decisions for me personally, my head and my heart have to both be on the same page. Like maybe I think with my transition from corporate accounting to photography, I was definitely leading more with my heart, but my mind was constantly analyzing, okay, what are the pros and cons? You know, do I really think I can do this? What's my plan? You know, I was on a five-year plan. And so eventually my head, you know, was catching up. And I think I got to a place where I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm good with this decision. So for big decisions, I, I like to think that I think with both my head and my heart and, um, and once I make the decision, I just don't regret it. And, you know, I just kind of move forward. Mm -hmm. I want to, um, circle back real quickly to when you talked about how you want to feel in the future. Um, because I think you said something about it not being very interesting, but I find it fascinating because almost everyone we ask the question wants the same things, right? They want to feel content, peaceful, happy, and, and all of those things. And then they all wonder, well, is that really possible? And, um, I think it is personally, I I'm, but I'm a hopeful person. Um, and so I want to talk a little, I, I would love to hear from you a little bit about like, how do you think you get there and what do you think would cause you to not get there? Like what would get in your way of feeling peaceful? Um, and part of why I want to know this is because I think it's important to think it through for all of us, but also like, there are ways in which we, Tova and I, as coaches and, and people in this industry can help other people get to that place. And I'm always curious to understand kind of where people are coming from that they're concerned they can't do it for whatever reason. Right. I, I, I think a lot of those that are not comfortable with that are coming more from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, for me, you know, I've, I wouldn't say that I'm a big risk taker, but I'm a calculated risk taker. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken on, on this, uh, before, um, at other, um, events, but I think, you know, I, I am like you, Riley, I'm, I'm a very hopeful individual. I'm, I've always kind of been a glass half full versus empty kind of girl. Um, and, you know, I do, if I'm not happy with something, I really want to change things. I really want to figure out what's going to make me happy. And, um, and I also, I don't worry um, so much about what others think also. And I've kind of lived my life like that. So a lot of people, <laughs> you know, um, might not agree with a lot of the choices that I've made in my life, um, but I am 100% accountable for my life, you know, for my happiness. And, and I do my journey for me, you know, and so um, 
it's, it's tough sometimes to make these decisions because, you know, you think, well, if it doesn't work out, what do I do? Or if, you know, if, 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 and you, but, um, you know, I just, I really just try to make the best decisions that I can for myself. And if I'm not happy, figure out, you know, what I need to do to get there. So, yeah. I, I know it's oversimplifying things, but that's it, just I, like my thought process. I don't yeah. think it's oversimplifying things. I think things are really that simple. It's just <laughs> the actual doing of it is hard, right? Like the steps are not complicated. It's the right. letting go that I think becomes very challenging for most of us, right? Like I also, I'm not real worried about what people think about me. It doesn't enter into my calculations on the choices I make. I'm very much uh, principle driven and value driven. Um, but at the same time, like actually doing the things is sometimes what gets in our way, I think, and holds us up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even if we know it's the thing we need to do, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily what happens and that gets in our way a lot of times. So, um, I, I do think it's, I think it's a fascinating combination of, of simple and complicated, um, as much as that's a catch 22. Right. Well, and I would just add that I think that um, a lot of people consider if somebody's positive or the glass half full, that they are, we, we talk about how we don't want to just silver line stuff, right? Like, yeah. oh, it's a silver lining. Like you're talking about, you're hopeful, but you're also analytical, right? right. Like you're making decisions with information, but you can approach life with like, I'm going to err on the side that things are going to work out. Right. I put, I put my energy into it. I put my time. I put analysis into it. We know you're good with analytics. You're a corporate <laughs> accountant. Like yeah. you know how to figure things out and look at a ledger, right? Um, but you also can still be positive about the outcome. And I think that that's important for, I think some people equate um, being negative with being realistic and those two aren't the same things, right? Right. You can be positive and still realistic at the same time. And I think that's just important, um, important to note. Yeah. Yes. And you can also be positive, even if the outcome doesn't happen the way that you initially planned, you know, and then, you know, just realizing, okay, this is a lesson learned and just kind of moving forward, you know, from it and not dwelling you know, on whatever things haven't worked out or whatever mistakes, you know, you could have made. So. Yeah. That's such a huge component of that letting go of the outcome, right? Because we, <laughs> we can't control the outcome. We can't control the external factors that come into play and whatever we're attempting to achieve. If it's emotional, physical, you know, economics, whatever, um, all we can control is ourselves and the things we do. And so letting go of that outcome and being, focused on the process and like whatever happens is what's meant to happen. Um, mm -hmm. I think is, it is hugely important and it's, it's really important in caring for your heart, right? Because we can get weighed down in mm -hmm. the quote failure of life, right? Mm -hmm. We can get weighed down in the things that don't work out or the things that don't go our way. Um, and that is very heavy on somebody's heart. I mean, I've experienced it certainly in the past and it, it, it really brings you down. Right. Um, I do have a question. Cause you mentioned that, you know, you don't worry about what other people think about your decisions, right? Like you feel comfortable with them. Is that something that came with age and maturity 
or is that something that you just were born with? Um, I'm always interested when I hear somebody ask these questions, answer, because some people are just born with that. And so um, I was wondering for you what what that was. Um, I'm not really sure, Tova. I, you know, when I was young, I was always curious and always trying new things and doing new things. And, and you know, just... Um, you know, I was always a little entrepreneur growing up, you know, marking papers, you know, teaching piano lessons to kids around the neighborhood and, and just always um, curious and just pursuing things and trying things. And so, and my mother, she was always um, growing up, always telling me, you know, you just do your best. You can only do your best and, and that's it. And if you've done your best, then you're at peace knowing that you did everything that you could. And so I was also brought up with that um, uh, upbringing. So, but I'm not sure. I definitely it's gotten stronger as I've gotten older, because I think as I've gotten older, I've also learned, you know, you need to just, you know, make those decisions to not have um, toxic environments or toxic people or just, you know, whatever situations that you don't need to have in your life. I've made those kind of decisions. Um in my wiser years, but, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess that's my, my answer. <laughs> I mean, I do think it's a combination. I mean, some people are more attuned to that kind of personality trait. Right. But I do think it's a combination of how you're raised and the environment you're raised in, um, the people you're surrounded by and sort of at some point it also though becomes a conscious choice to, um, not focus on how other people are going to react to whatever it is that you're going to do or say or think or feel. Um, and that is something that a lot of people I've talked to don't sort of, it's not that they don't understand it. It's that they can't sort of, um, act on it. Right. And it becomes a real challenge. That's the, I think that's the stumbling block to, to, for a lot of people is being like, wait, I can actually choose how to react to other people. Um, and you can, it's just hard. Like, it's just a hard thing to do when you, when you haven't done it for a long time. So, um, but I think it's, it's, uh, I do think as you get older, you have less cares to give. I'm inserting an appropriate word. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You're just like, I don't have time for this. I have like, you can right. have your feelings, but I'm not engaging in them. Um, right. So I do want to ask you a few more questions about your, how you care for your heart and whether for you that is, um, you know, a physical thing. Is it a mental thing? Emotional? Is it spiritual? Like, how does all of that work together for you in your process of sort of I don't know, giving yourself space to be who you are and be comfortable with that person. Um, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, I do, I do try to take care of myself, both physically, emotionally, everything from, you know, getting a little bit of exercise, you know, just some walking in the morning, even, um, uh, exercise and you know I, I try to be a little bit more conscious of you know food and things that I consume and just taking care of my overall health um emotionally 
Absolutely. I, I think I really try to, uh, as much as possible, just try to balance, like maybe I might be working late at night, you know, three days in a row, but then, you know, I'll be like, okay, I need to take the morning off and just give myself some time, you know, to just, um, yeah, like relax and, and, um, give myself some time to recover from all that. And, so I, I just try to stay in tune with myself, you know, and uh, like, for example, you know, I had just gone back from vacation, but I had a shoot and I ended up pulling my back in a shoot and I could not walk. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, you know, um, I, I need to take better care of myself physically. I need to like start doing some of that yoga again, because I can't be pulling myself to the point where I can't walk. You know, that's, I just yeah. got back on vacation. Like this is just <laughs> not acceptable, you know? So, uh, so just things like that, you know, taking notes for myself and just telling myself and reminding myself and um, doing things like that. Yes. Yeah. I think I turned my head and hurt my neck. Like, because that really is a thing in my life now. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, so it's time to start doing yoga again, because I, I have to be able to look to the right. Like I can't just <laughs> not turn my head. Um, so yeah, I got back to, to doing my yoga and my stretching and stuff. And that obviously made a big difference, but it's funny how our, I don't know, our bodies will tell us if we're paying attention. Obviously that was like a big red flag, but like there are smaller, less, painful experiences that we have that let us know like, Hey, you haven't acknowledged your body in a while, or you haven't paid attention to your emotional well-being in, you know, however long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it, you know, it requires paying a little bit closer attention to our inner voice and our, our, the inner workings of our spirit and what's happening with ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, I do have one question because we are going to be talking about this concept, I think next week, maybe, which is this concept of, and you mentioned the word balance. Mm -hmm. um, And we, you know, we are talking about the difference between balance and harmony in our lives. And it sounds like you're very in tune to pay attention, like, okay, I need, you know, I need this time or I have a vacation planned. And um, there are things throughout the week whether it's journaling or an app on your phone that reminds you, or like I have a gratitude app, for example, or just things that you build into your life. And I'm asking a lot for people who maybe aren't as in tune with their, their emotional state. And so are there things that you have built in, you know, check-ins? I I know when I was, I mean, in eighth grade, I used to watch my so-called life and like every time I watched it was Thursday night, I would just cry. And I think it was getting like, it was a release of everything that was happening in middle school. And it just timed very nicely with my so-called life. And so is, are there things that you have built into your calendar or your life to make sure in case you do get caught up in a busy time of year or um, just a busy time of life to help you achieve that that balance or be like, you know, I haven't checked in with myself for a while. Um, well, you know, uh, I do try to do some form of exercise a few times a week. 
Um, I, I have a dog, so I do do these morning walks daily, you know, with my dog and my partner. And it's always just a really uh, beautiful time. You know, it's just 20 to 30 minutes, but we'll walk around here and there's like this little pond with the bench and we'll grab a spot on the bench and we, we just talk, you know, and um, it, it's just I, I think that's a really big part of my life, something so simple, um, but just getting that fresh air, getting your body moving, even if it's just for 20 minutes, you know, in the morning and uh, having that time to just kind of reflect, you know, be able to share with your partner and, and uh, you know, or even when I was by myself, I was doing that as well, you know, and so um, that's really important to me. And then you know, uh, other than these kind of more dramatic, you know, issues like not being able to walk or, you know, <laughs> things, whenever I just don't feel good, you know, sometimes I'm just feeling so tired all the time, or just not, you know, um, I really do push myself to just like go to the gym or go to a class or, or do something and I might not be in the mood for it you know and I'm just like oh I have so much work to do or this that whatever or but I'll just even if it's just to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes you know and then afterwards you you do feel that immediate like um the benefit of just oh wow you know like you feel like all these toxins you know have been released and <laughs> You know, you're yes. just moving a little better and your body feels better. And so I just, uh, I, I push myself. Um, I really just, you know, uh, push myself to try and, and do these things. Um, and, you know, just kind of get myself back on track. So, yeah. Yeah. I think things that are sort of like a reset really seem to help, right? Like I also just started jogging and it is brutal and I don't want to do it. And I'm always like, oh, why am I doing this? And then like halfway through it, I'm like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get home and I'm like, oh my God, my ankles hurt. But <laughs> that, that's a shoe issue. Um, so I, I completely agree. I just, I, I think a lot of it is sort of snapping yourself out of whatever you're in, right? And sometimes that's through exercise or meditation or, you know, a great conversation with a friend at a coffee shop. Like every one of us is different as to what is going to create that experience for us. But it's, you know, it's just a switch. If you flip that switch for yourself somehow, um, it really helps to get you um, back into a, a, like not a positive headspace because again, Tova and I like, get weird about positive and negative conversations, but in a headspace that is healthy for you, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have one more question and then we have to take a quick break. Um, or maybe I'll just let you know what the question is and we'll take a quick break. Uh, so we want to know, and this is my, I know I said this before, but this is my actual favorite question. <laughs> um, if you look back at yourself as a, as a kid or teen or whatever, like in that young age range, what would you tell yourself about caring for your heart and how would it sort of, would it, or would it change anything, you know, in your life? Do you think let's take a quick break. I'm going to let you think about it while we're, while we're on break and you can let us know your answer when we get back. So we'll be right back. Everybody. Now what I really love to do, uh, take baths, go for walks, read, drink margaritas, hike, 
Yeah, not what I was referring to. You know we're recording a commercial right now. I do, but I'm thinking outside the box, being adaptable. As I was saying, what I love to do is host our live monthly workshops. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about. Me too. They are a lot of fun to put together and host every month. And we can bring margaritas, so... Join us for live conversation as we get a bit deeper into topics near and dear to our hearts. We go through everything from self-care to setting boundaries. We share coaching tips, practical advice, and take questions from the audience. It's a whole lot of fun. Sign up for our newsletter today at goboldlyinitiative.com slash contact to make sure you hear about all the upcoming Go Boldly workshops. You definitely don't want to miss out. Now, back to that show. All right. Welcome back. And uh, before the break, I was asking you to talk to us a little bit about, you know, essentially advice you'd give your younger self, but specifically to how to care for your heart throughout, you know, those formative years. And then as you, as we age, right? Like, what is it? What would you tell yourself about it? Um, like what I would tell myself, like yeah. my younger self. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I would tell her that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, as in my younger years and growing up and, uh, I, I grew up in an Asian discipline household and, you know, uh, it was always, you know, trying to do our best, be our best. And, I also, um, you know, put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, at a young age and, and always, um, but I, I have to say that I also enjoyed it. You know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I tell people when it comes to my career, I, I think I enjoyed myself reaching for my goal of where I achieved, you know, with my corporate accounting career more than actually when I got there. You know, when I got there, that's when I realized I wasn't happy. But getting there and just, you know, earning the progression, the promotions and building, 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 like, you know, that was something that I that I enjoyed. So um you know, as, uh, and I think everybody also handles stress very differently as well. And not that I'm saying that I handled stress well, but I think it really motivated me, you know, to, uh, to push forward. And, and so, but, you know, just being able to tell myself that everything's going to be okay. And, you know, to just do your best, that's probably what I would say to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because as someone who like loved law school, <laughs> but did not like being a lawyer, um, it it's interesting in hindsight when you're like, oh, it really is about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> like they, yes. that, that's a great bumper sticker tagline, but it's actually true. It's yeah, it's actually accurate. Yes. Um, and I just, I want to go back really quickly to something because it's funny when you were talking about how you care for your heart and Riley, you pinged on the, you know, going to the gym and, and kind of doing a reset. And what I was thinking was, I was thinking about the everyday ritual that you have of walking your dog. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that that is also a daily check-in if you're more tired than you were the day before 
if you get to the end of the week and you're like, I'm not feeling inspired this week. I'm not focusing enough on what I want to be focusing on. So I think um, both are so important. And I know Riley, you highlighted the reset, but I really focused. And and for me, it's still reminiscent of looking back on the pandemic and when all of my daily rituals were taken away. And that's when I realized how important they were to me. <laughs> um, so I think both having both, it's, it's, both are so important, right? It's, it's like not waiting for the vacation to feel better, but also having the vacation because it's, it's healthy. It's great to look forward to. It feels good and exciting and hopeful, but then also having something in your life where every day you're like, oh, okay, I feel really good today. That's great. This was a great walk or, um, man, it was hard to get out of bed this morning and get, get walking with the dog. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely a, a really important 20 minutes of my day where I can just reflect, um, reflect, plan, think about, you know, um, and and just tune in to myself and um, just see what's going on in my head, you know? And so some people like to journal and write. I just like to kind of be in my own thoughts, whether I'm walking by myself or with my partner and sharing. And um, it's, it's a really important part of my day. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, um, that was a really good point, Tova. I do think it's the combination, right. Of having the rituals and having those, you know, sudden resets that sometimes we need. Um, I know for myself, when I fall out of my rituals, I get confused. (laughs) Things just don't make sense most of the time. Um, And I have loads of them. And I think an interesting fact is that most of us don't even realize we have rituals. Um, Like, I don't know that before I started this journey with Utova that I would have called my 10 minutes in the morning of like making and putting together my coffee and sitting down and doing like this pattern of behavior, a ritual. I never would have been like, you know, that's a ritual and it helps my day be better. Um, But it is. And there, you know, there are more obvious ones like I'm, you know, meditate or do yoga, but the, the smaller things kind of sneak up on us sometimes and, um, become super important for our own sort of sanity. Um, we do have to, I think, wrap up a little bit, Tova, and maybe we move on to the, our fun rapid questions. Are we ready for that? Let's Uh, do it. Okay. So there are rules, which I don't love. And I say this every time I get to do them because um, I'm not allowed to ask you any follow-up questions, even though I will have a million in my head. Um, so we're going to ask you five quick questions. Just answer whatever comes to mind. Um, there is no right or wrong and no pressure. Uh, these are our way of helping people get to know you um, in your day-to-day life. So our first question is, what do you do when you first get up in the morning? Um, when I first get up in my morning, I do look at my phone. I look at my calendar for the day because my day is different every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I need to just like, and especially with all the brain fog that I'm experiencing, <laughs> um, you know, I, I need to just make sure, okay, my day starts at eight or at 10 or, right. you know, I, I check my phone. And then as we've been talking, I do my morning walks. So yeah. Excellent. Okay. Question number two, what is your favorite movie? 
Um, so I don't have one favorite movie. I really love movies and all different genres, but I think if anything, I probably lean towards kind of like the musical style movies. Like I just saw La La Land again recently. I think it's such an excellent film and, you know, Grease and Dirty Dancing, all those classics. I, I could watch those over and over and over again. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I was just talking <laughs> about Dirty Dancing with somebody. I can't remember so who was I. <laughs> so weird it's and it wasn't ti- you Tova it wasn't it's you. always timely yeah. yes yes <laughs> um okay number three what is on your nightstand nothing exciting uh it's just my essentials um uh just kind of all my devices and the charging stations and that's pretty much it <laughs> sorry <laughs> no I'm I'm envious of your cleanly nightstand oh. um, <laughs> it's not clean uh okay number four who is at the top of your playlist right now playlist so um I have two big playlists you know uh that I that I play and use a lot especially in my studio and and one playlist is called for the soul and it's when my clients are getting pampered you know with their makeover I play this playlist and it's like super chill music and I think like songs like Post Malone circles, you know, that style of music is on that playlist. And then I have something more upbeat for when the shoot starts to happen, you know, and so those are a lot of the kind of current and top 40 type of music, but yeah, a little mix of everything. All right. Our last question. This is a harder one. Uh, What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ah, okay. Um, I had someone tell me do one thing a day that scares you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even if it's just, I don't know, you know, visiting a place that you've never thought of going to or trying a different type of food that you would never really want to eat or try or, but, um, you know, just doing something different for yourself every day. And I think I've, carry that through, you know, as much as possible. I adore that advice. I think it is such good advice. I hope people listening to the show take that to heart because, um, and I'm not supposed to ask questions, but whatever, I'm breaking the rules. I, (laughs) (laughs) I, I just think doing the things in our lives that make us a little bit uncomfortable. And I don't mean distress. I mean, a little discomfort is so healthy and important and necessary to become, you know, adaptable and capable of like existing in an ever-changing world. Um, so I love that advice. I think it's fantastic. Um, so we do, we are running out of time and we don't want to keep you over, but we want to know, um, please let us know where can people find you on the internets? Like where, where's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, my website, which is just my full name, CelestinaAndel.com. Um, I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, so I love to connect with anyone on any of those social media platforms. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely put that in the show notes for you all listening. So you can find Celestina. We cannot say enough good things about her. We're so grateful you came on the show today. It, um, it was really lovely having this conversation and, uh, we appreciate your willingness really to be open and vulnerable. It's not an easy thing to do. So we're grateful for you, um, coming here and chatting with us. Likewise. Thank you you so much for having me. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
All right, everybody, we will be back next week with uh, our second to last episode. No, third to last episode of the season. Um, until then, try something you're a little scared to do this week. Take Celestina's advice. It is good stuff. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We know you're busy and we love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button. Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together. Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz. Find us at GoBoldlyInitiative.com for all the info. We will be back with more excitement, research, and deep thoughts next week. Until then, keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are.